The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for clicking or tapping on our conversation with Nessa Barrett. We have a whole album to go over and a lot of life to discuss. Nessa and I are friends, and this is a really intimate and personal conversation that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. Please, 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 please uh, treat it with respect and share your feedback with me at Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. This interview with Nessa Barrett is being delivered to you by GoPuff. GoPuff is my life. Wherever I go, GoPuff bags follow. It's just how I live. GoPuff is home to thousands of items available pretty much instantly on your phone, online. They're there for you, ready to get whatever you need to you. From snacks to electronics to home decor, I get candles all the time. I get all my water delivered from GoPuff. Everything, most of the things in my life come to me via GoPuff. So try them out. Save $10 off your first two orders right now. Just use Zach10 when you're checking out. Zach10 when you're checking out. And go, go, Puff. You'll love it, I, I, I promise. Here's Nessa Barrett. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach, that is Dan, and we welcome to the studio my friend and uh, genuinely one of my favorite people, Nessa Barrett. Yeah. Hello. How you feel today, Nessa? I'm amazing. <laughs> Thank you. As of this moment, we have a debut album on the horizon. We have a lot of stuff cooking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the next few weeks, next few months, next year? I I'm overwhelmed, but excited. I don't know how to feel. It's just like weird, like working on something for like 14 months and then like finally going out to the world. So. And something that is incredibly raw and honest and very, very detailed. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Why so detailed in the music you you put on this album? I don't know. I feel like every time I like make a song and I do music, it's for like therapy for me. So I feel like that's why it's so real and detailed. And then later on, I'm like, oh, crap, this is going out for the world so but there is as much as music is therapy therapy is still therapy yep are you going to therapy yes i do hypnotherapy explain that to me oh my god so it's like a regular like therapy session and my therapist i love her i've 
seen way too many therapists in my life and I've never had like such a good connection with someone before but she's like very spiritual and we just like talk about everything and like the last like 20 or 30 minutes of the session we do hypnosis and she like kind of like fixes my trauma through my subconscious mm. which is like it's really crazy but it's like very powerful and draining and yeah like I yeah I'm like so exhausted after because it's it's very deep it, that's a sign that it's working though it it she changed my life like my perspective on everything like really helped me so much and it's it's yeah it's weird because I've never like talked to someone uh in therapy where you know it's always me talking you know and they're yeah. just like like you'll be okay like this is how you cope with it whatever but she just talks and then pulls stuff out of me and we like go super deep and i've never like had a therapist that was like that how long have you been seeing her good question <laughs> um i lose I, track of time too i know i feel like i feel like a month there was a period that um i stopped seeing everyone but um yeah i feel like a, a month now the month that you stopped seeing everybody was music still around for that month no everything paused yeah i was like non-existent like i wasn't n like not verbal like just not i didn't feel alive basically but i, I get it I really do. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because we shared a friend. Yeah. And yeah. Something that you still process every day, I'm assuming. I can't really think about it, you know? Huh. And when I talk about him, it's like I talk about him like he's still here. And if someone like mentions it, like mentions it to me, it's like that's when it kind of hits me. Um, but. Yeah, it sucks. It. I don't think I've... I've been through a lot in my life, but I've never dealt with anything like that. I mean, like, nothing's ever hit me harder than that. And it, it was like... I, I don't even know how the, how the hell I'm still here. Am I allowed to curse? You're okay. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I'm still here. Genuinely. I... Who pushes you or what, how, is there a defining moment that put, puts you into therapy after that month of isolation? Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was kind of like forced into it because everyone around me was like, you need help. And like, I knew I did too, but you get to a point where you're like, you don't want it or you don't care. And um, yeah, I had, I had like an incident where I was, you know, kind of like forced into um getting actual and like serious help and it, you know it was like kind of traumatizing but it helped me in the long run so as traumatizing as it was it was also eye-opening mm, yeah and sometimes you have to be backed into a corner to make life-changing decisions exactly even though like the the, the road to that corner was raw like i i i I feel because I know you outside of this room. Mm. We share so many friends. I'm going to cry I know. Um, because I think, <laughs> you know, I'm flooded with a bunch of memories instantly. And, uh, it affect, you know, I get you. I, I really do. Um, I didn't think I was going to cry at all, let alone within the first fucking 10 minutes of this shit. Um, 
you know uh <laughs> but it's true you sometimes you need to be backed into a corner to uh, yeah. get the change uh, get the help that leads to the change that really can better everything no yeah it's like you know you hit like rock bottom and it's like you either it either kills you or you know it helps you survive so and here we are mm-hmm. what was rock bottom for you getting pulled into an ambulance to go to the mental hospital <laughs> like that is rock bottom yeah. you know it's i mean like it sounds like kind of like fucked when i say that but i mean in all honesty like it's what my reality was and um i you know there's a lot of consequences to uh me not being okay and yeah, I don't know. And it was also my fault because I hid it from everyone. There's something with the album being finished before this all happening. Because there is a connection there, even with the first song. Dude. Did you manifest a little bit of the reality I through think, the music you I made? I honestly think I manifest everything. I just got goosebumps. And it makes me, it literally makes Oof. me so fucking pissed off at myself. But like, I don't even want to fucking talk about Die First because like love that song but I can't listen to it can't literally can't and it just has like whole different meaning now but um and then Madhouse I literally ended up going to the mental hospital right before it was already scheduled for release so it's just like weird you know and um it's yeah I don't I don't know but um there's something there that's mm-hmm. deeper. Like, even the first record, Tired of California. I mean, you've been <laughs> you've been tired of this place for a minute. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Probably long before you ended up going into isolation. Yeah, but I can't leave. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you can make good music in... Uh, were you Galloway Township or where are you in New Jersey? Sorry. Is I that- never want to go back there. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like I, I like I kicked you, your puppy. <laughs> Never, I you know, yeah, I'd go anywhere other than that place. But yeah, I don't know. I I love it here, and it was my dream to live here. But um, I do feel trapped in a way. And it is tiring. Hmm? It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. But you also talk about not going to parties later on in this album. So there's like a... It's not true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you strive to be that person that doesn't go out. I used to be. Yeah, that's true. I used to be. And then, you know, if you're not doing well, might as well act like it. (laughs) It's just how life is. Keeping up in Los Angeles, whether it be with aesthetics or career, do you think about those around you ever in this music scene, in this entertainment universe that is this ridiculous city? Or do you just care about yourself? I, yeah, I mean, I care about how, I care about everyone else and like I come last in my head. And I feel like I have a lot of pressure on me. And, um, yeah, 
I don't know. It's tough. It, I hate that I care so much about what everyone else thinks or what everyone says, but it, it's just like a lot to deal with. So the better answer is to just be you? Yeah. A song like Gaslight is crafted at what point in life? <sighs> I love that song. Love that song so much. Um, you know, sometimes I, I've dealt with a lot of people in my life that make me feel crazy when I bring up the truth, you know, when they're just like too scared to admit that they're doing something wrong. Um, it's just about gaslighting people and I don't fuck with that. I gaslight myself. I don't gaslight anyone else, you know, so yeah. Do you feel do, do you feel like you gaslight yourself? 100%. Well, you say one of my favorite lyrics. I got some notes here. Um uh why would you tell me not to worry when you're always fucking hurting me, which is something that I feel like a lot of people say. Yep. In relationships that are unhealthy and toxic. Yeah. Are you in the throes in the thick of a toxic relationship while you're crafting the song or are you out of it? Are you looking for that for this song to be like a realization as to what you're in um yeah so i um i i was in a relationship when i wrote that and i went to the studio um like the day after to just like vent and like let it all out and just to write how i felt because i was upset and the song came out fucking amazing mm. and i was like god damn like this has to come out i don't really give a fuck about you know what people think but um but i also like don't put blame on anyone because i feel like you know two people are in a relationship and so everyone has their wrongdoings and i wasn't in the right headspace and i haven't been to be involved with anyone you know is that a hard realization to come to mm -hmm. Because I hate being alone. Yeah. But sometimes that really is the best. Yep, I have to. You can't really be with anybody else if you can't be alone with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned recently. That's going to change your life for the better. I hope so. But I also think that that's maturity. Because you're still so incredibly young, sis. Yeah, I know. I just turned 20. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is crazy. That's crazy. But there is something to, like, when you're younger, you are always in groups. You're always with other people. You do mm -hmm. crave other forms of energy and attention and just My entire anything. life. Mm -hmm. I just always wanted, like, someone. Yeah. If I just had one person, that's all I wanted, you know? So, um, I mean, especially, like, moving out here by myself when I was 17. Crazy. And just, like, not having anyone um, but myself, and I hated myself. It just like sucked. So I felt like I was always trying to force something because I needed, you know, a person. And um, and I loved the people that, you know, I had so much, but I had to heal and I had to get better because I also don't like when I, you know, I have people because I, you know, I don't want to be alone, but like I'm not healthy myself mentally so it's just like a 
weird mindset, you know? I just felt like I kind of hurt myself even more. By being with people? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, because I hurt them when I don't want to. And you don't want to hurt people, so when you see people hurt, you get hurt. Mm -hmm. Now that you're... And I think alone is the wrong word. I think independent is like a better way to phrase that. Like alone just sounds... Like you're sad. yeah, it sounds sad, <laughs> depressing. depressing. It sounds forever, but independent. Mm -hmm. That's what you are. Yeah, that's empowering. That's growth. That's maturity. That's evolution. Does this album play a role in getting you to that place where you can be independent? Hundred percent. I mean, this album like changed my life. Honestly, I've it helped with my healing process. I mean, I wrote it for like. 14 months and um, I don't know I felt like it, there was a point where I was really questioning uh, you know what I was doing and what path I was on and this kind of like put me on track and um, I felt like I had a better relationship with myself after writing this and just to get the timeline right the album is written and done and then you go into a month of isolation because in a weird way you do manifest through song yeah. what ends up happening mm -hmm. and then you end up seeing the light because you were forced into a corner and now we're releasing the album finally yeah do any of these songs take on new meaning to you so many like today compared to when you made it 14 months ago dude there's like so many like eerie like stories if you really think about it like the meaning behind everything or even like the backstory behind like certain songs it's just like sickening to me and it's just weird and i don't i don't like it personally is it how so why is it eerie i just you know going back to like the manifesting thing it's just uh. odd and i i hate it because i write things about how i felt you know at a certain point in time and i don't expect to you know after i write it to feel that way again but like times a hundred and like for every song to like have a different meaning after i'm done with done with it it's like that's a lot of songs yeah i mean so you're telling me almost every song on this album all 13 of them have taken on new meaning since you wrote them i mean yeah honestly i mean yeah I mean, Die First is obviously, you know, yeah. and Madhouse too. I was literally put in one. Um, How about Unnecessary Violence? Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Lucky Start, like the backstory for that is just insane. Tell me. Um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry, but I will. Um, I wrote that song on my guitar at home and um cooper um told me to bring my guitar over to his house and uh play him you know my songs that i was writing and um i sang him you know to sleep with that song lucky star and that was, you know, during a time where I was writing like five songs a day on my guitar and it, it was just like scrap stuff, you know. I was basically already done my album 
all I had to do was the outro. And uh, me and Evan, my producer, uh, we had a whole different idea for my outro. And randomly, when we went to go like start writing it, I was in uh, the studio and I was like, I feel like I should make this the outro. And it was Lucky Star. And um, I changed one lyric that day. And Cooper was still here. I like. I think he like drove me to the studio and picked me up, because um, that happened all the time. And just the lyric change and the story behind it and the fact that I, you know, made it my outro was just uh, really crazy. But were you writing? How many songs were you just writing on your guitar and that ended up just being scrapped? Or do you record everything? Like, do you have a record of it? Um, yeah, like, videos on my phone, voice memos, uh, I, you know, everything that I come up with, I try to write down, because I don't know, you know, next time I'm writing, you know, what I'm gonna use, uh, but, you know, most of them was just kind of for fun, and to let my feelings out, because I was already done with the album, and I, honestly, I was like, I need to chill, because I wanted, like, 50 songs on the album, but... Is, is Lucky Star a person? Or is it actually a star? I feel like it's like hope, you know? That's how I see it. Like an angel or something. That's beautiful. Yeah. Talk to myself. You can't say shit I don't say to myself. Is that true? Yeah. Are you your own worst enemy or your own biggest critic? Yeah, biggest hater. I don't think that there's a single, and trust me, I know how much, like, how many people hate me out there. But I hate myself more than anyone possibly can. Why do people hate you? I mean, you know, I feel like everyone, you know, hates certain people. I've given, you know, a lot of reasons for them to hate me, but... I don't think that's true. I just, but I also feel like, they're, you know, the more people that know you the more hate that you're going to get because not everyone's going to like you. And I've like tried to understand that because my entire life, it's like, I just wanted everyone to like me. Um, but I feel like, yeah, you can't, you can't force it. And there's a lot of people that don't fuck with me and I'm fine with that. Do you want them to eventually fuck with you? I mean, I, I love for everyone to love me. <laughs> it's my dream, but it's, that won't happen. And I don't blame them, honestly. I mean, like, I hate myself, too. So I'm like, come on, join the club. You're never going to get 100% love. But there is a world where hate can just turn into love and admiration. And also, people are starting to understand you more and more by the music you put out. So maybe people don't really have the full picture of you. Maybe. I mean, I, I know you. I do not hate you. I definitely have a more full picture of you than uh, 99% of the public, right? No. Definitely, yeah. 100%. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Don't be hard on yourself. I know. I don't want to be. Why do you hate yourself? You should be your biggest fan. I know. I just suck. That's easier said than done, though. Yeah. I I think the the main reason I hate myself is because of... It's just my brain, and I can't... I get it. I can't control it. I can't, you know, control my thoughts... And what I say to myself in my head. And um, I feel fucking crazy. I do. And I hate that. But you're doing something about it. Mm-hmm. 
you're s- you're talking to someone. You're seeking treatment. You're man- you're looking to manage this and learn about it and to figure yourself out. Yeah. That's that's all you can do, and always have the best intention and lead with kindness. And you do that too. Exactly. Let's get back into this album, please. <laughs> <laughs> love bomb. What is a love bomb? So, love bombing is like, okay, the reason I wrote it is because I have BPD, borderline personality disorder, um, which means I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but I, you know, when I get into really bad episodes, um, I tend to mostly lash out on myself and the people I love the most and the people that I'm closest to. And so when I do that, and as soon as I'm out of my episodes and I put, you know, the people I fucking love through hell, I love bomb them. And, you know, to, to show that I'm sorry. And um, it, the actual term for it and, you know, the meaning behind the word, the word is like very, like, it's like manipulation but for me, it's not. And so um, I feel like this song was just kind of, I, I made it to give like a new meaning behind love bombing because I do that, but I'm not trying to manipulate. It's just like, I'm just trying to really show that I'm sorry. And I just hate the fact that I can't control myself. Are you sending that message to people? Yeah. People in particular? But in the same at the same time that you're sending that that message to somebody, mm. there's tens of millions of other people who do the exact same thing. Mm. Who are going to feel understood? I mean, that's why I do what I do. It's worth it, mm. even though it's hard. Yeah. How do you know a song is done? When I can listen to it, I am such a perfectionist. So I. And I'm so picky. I hate I hate the sound of my voice. I hate um, a lot of the things I do because I'm so picky. And, um, which I feel like is also a good thing in a way because I won't let like anything that like has my name on it be released if it's, I don't like it. Uh-huh. So, um, which yeah, I'm very stubborn. I mean, my team like probably wants to kill me over it, but it's fine. Yeah, but you should be because if this album is a product of that, it mm. is absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah, but I just, yeah, I if I can listen to it, the full thing, then I know it's done, because if it's not how I want it to, I'll stop it, and I can't listen to it, because I'll get mad. <laughs> so, but, okay, and it's you and this guy, the producer, Evan? Evan. He's what? incredible. The best. Something clicked there that, like, it didn't click the same way with people previous. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Um, I don't know. So uh, the first time we worked together was for Counting Crimes, which is such an old song, like so old. Um, and we started writing my EP together. And I think that whole process uh, for Pretty Poison was uh, 
kind of like a game changer for us. We kind of figured out, you know, what sound I wanted and who I was as an artist. And I feel like, especially in the in this like industry, uh, you get very influenced, you know, totally by a lot of people, and uh, it's very confusing to know uh, what you know you want to sound like or what music you want to make and uh we we really just kind of i mean yeah i literally owe everything to evan because it yeah i don't i don't make music without him he's on everything that i do now we did my entire album together and uh he knows me probably more than anyone uh just because like i you know you, you i go in there and in, uh, unload yeah exactly and it's like it's like I don't even have to tell him things sometimes because he already knows what I like. And it's it's crazy. But um That's special. It it really is. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful because it's so important to have, you know, someone like that. Uh it you can hear it. Again, this album you gotta listen to the album. We're gonna put a link in the description below. It beyond, beyond, beyond deserves your ear. It's exquisite. Thank you. I mean, really, truly. Die first being the first taste that we got from this album, this era, but and then followed by Madhouse. Why was Die First the right song to go first? It was my favorite at the time. What's your favorite today? I mean, I love Dear God and I love Lucky Star, um, but I have been working on my deluxe and mm. I have a few favorites on there that aren't even on the album but i am so excited are you religious i wasn't ever um my family was super but i felt like i had a a poor experience you know with it um, you went to catholic school right mm, i mean i've done the whole thing you know and uh in like a latin church it's like intense intense like just you know having to like see other people in the church or you know my own family members like experience like the holy spirit and like get the holy ghost you know and start dancing and like speaking tongues and like spazzing and like passing out it was a lot for me to grow up and watch and um it's yeah and then when i started dealing with mental health and i had my first suicide attempt uh you know, there were some family members that thought that I was, like, possessed by the devil because of it. And so that's what turned me away from religion and everything itself. Because it's like, you can't blame everything on that. And for you to be so ignorant and oblivious to the fact that maybe I need help to think that I was possessed is beyond me, you know? Uh, but... I mean, it's That's, like, yeah, I, I made this this whole album and there's a lot of like heaven and like God references because I was at my lowest point the entire time I was writing this and I felt like I was living in my own hell. So I was fantasizing about heaven and um, I was really at my, my wit's end. So I think the only option I had was to find faith for me to feel better and it, it, it changed my life 
that's you being in your own hell made you think about heaven where do you find faith where do you start I don't do know. you pray yeah I have a journal I, I feel like I talk to God a lot um, and I feel like it's you know really just in my own head but but that is uh, that's I mean that's having some sort of communication that is sharing mm. thoughts with the universe God yeah energy no yeah uh, and I, I'm I'm very spiritual too so uh, and my problem was like I'm such a control freak I have really bad OCD and um, but I just want to control everything in my life and I think that really runs uh, most of my problems with my mental health and so me finding faith and finally believing in God and in the Huge. universe and in everything like helped me kind of just like take my hands off of everything and be like whatever's gonna happen is meant to happen and it's like all in his hands and there's nothing I can do so it really helped me like kind of change my perspective on a lot of things freeing mm -hmm. stress relieving yeah uh, Cooper did a lot for me too I mean um, there yeah there was a point where he just got so religious out of nowhere I mean he would send me voice memos of him you know praying to god for me and um he you know would talk about me going to church with him and all this stuff and he was like nessa god is just waiting for you to just open to jump into his arms like they're he's you know they're open for you and he just needs you to accept him and everything will change and when do you accept him when did i I think after he passed. Did it give you new perspective? Yeah. I mean, he changed my life. I mean, he did when he was here, but... I'm sorry. No. I just, I just never thought that there would ever be a moment that I wouldn't have him. And, like... We, I mean, we would talk about it all the time, and I know it just sounds fucked, but if, if he... If, you know, one of us were going like we were going with each other, that was the plan. And so, when, when he left, I died too. And, um, but I, you know, I had no other way to think about anything, but I, I, I believe so much in everything now. You should be living for him. You shouldn't, you don't die with him. Mm -hmm. You live for him. Yeah. And in conversation and memories, and I'm sure he makes himself present to you all the time. Oh my God. It's probably crazy. It's insane. He comes through, I just know it. Mm -hmm. He's there watching you. You got to do it for him. Yeah. You owe it to him. You know, it's just hard. It sucks because I of mean, course. everything that's like happening and everything that I have coming up, it's like he was supposed to be there with me. But he still is. Yeah. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I want to give you a big hug. <laughs> I really, really do. I. Uh, <laughs> She's a crybaby. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I, what, what's the song Too Hot gosh. to Cry About? 
Oh my a god! Lie, apparently. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Sometimes bitches are just too hot to cry. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and you don't, you know, you don't want to ruin your mascara because you look so fucking hot <laughs> to cry over a goddamn fucking boy. Which is fine. I've been there. So I'm not blaming anyone. <laughs> but, you know, it's like it's like a... I, I feel like I've never really had like a... You know, a song that like makes women and girls feel like, you know, bad bitches. But this one does for me. I mean, like I start crying, I play that song and I'm like, <laughs> too hot. <laughs> So this is a song to play when you're about to hit tears. Yeah. But it's also like, it's just like, a, you know, it's just like I am so powerful and I'm so confident that no one can tell me anything and, you know, nothing matters. And I feel, I feel like I need that type of song in my life and I need to, you know make it because I you know never really felt like that but but it's, it's a reminder yeah it's a push huh? it's empowering it, it really is I mean I was crying <laughs> I was crying the other night and my friends like blasted it in the uber and were screaming at me so <laughs> it works <laughs> it does it does and it was a vibe but yeah you got to listen to this album, please. It is really superb. I'm so sorry that I didn't get you a link early enough, Daniel. Yeah, it's fucked up. No, it is genuinely <laughs> fucked up, dude. It, it, it yeah. is. We're sitting here I feel, talking I feel about, bad for you. Yeah, I feel bad for myself. We're sitting here talking about an album. I haven't heard it yet. Are you... Do you want to be young forever? Yeah. But also... It... Yeah. Okay, but so... But growth is cool. It, Getting it old is. is in. It is. But I feel like... Um, the term young forever is so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of meaning to it. And for me, uh, you know, when you're in heaven, you're young forever. That's how I see it. So that's where I got it from. And, um, my favorite movie of all time, uh, Death Becomes Her was, uh, you know, my entire EP was inspired by it and my album was going to be called that, but I had to change it because legal reasons. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there, the potion that's in the movie um, made them young forever. Wow. Mm -hmm. So this is an... Do you feel like the the album embodies what it means to be young forever? Yeah, all the good and the bad. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, especially now in like today's fucking society, it goddamn fucking sucks. And I feel like there's a lot of issues that people deal with that no one's fucking talking about. Or no one's like actually like realizing it. Oh, I mean, even the conversation we just had today mm -hmm. is a conversation that so many sh stay away from. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And like, I get it because I was that way. I don't. I never want to talk to anyone about my problems. And but the worst is when you don't even acknowledge it or accept the truth like internally. You know. So. Um, yeah. 
I mean, you know, being young sucks, and being on Earth sucks. So. <laughs> but it could suck less if we have the tough conversations. We seek help. Yeah. That is there for us. Yep. It's such a it's such a tricky thing because I've noticed that getting help and accepting that you need help is almost harder than you know when you hit rock bottom totally when you're just like drowning in like your sorrows and like accepting the fact that you're depressed and you know miserable it's it, it's kind of comforting at a certain point and then when you actually start working through it it's scary as fuck and um and it's hard it's a scary tunnel to go into, but mm -hmm. there is a light at the end of it, even though it may feel and be so pitch black. Mm -hmm. There's a process. For yes. A yes. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking? If I'm asking a question that's too personal, just tell me to shut up. But you mentioned the suicide attempts. Is it hard to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Why not? Because having the tough conversations matter and it's real. Yeah. And, you know, I felt like I was embarrassed about it for so long. Um, you shouldn't be. Yeah, and that's what I realized. And I felt like I wouldn't be the person that I am if it wasn't for that. And I have such a big platform, I feel like, for a reason. Because I've dealt with a lot of shit, and I can help everyone. Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, like, I, I know what it's like to be dragged through the fucking mud and going through fucking hell. And you know, hating yourself and, you know, getting to the point where you want to end it all. And, um, you know, when I, I was at that point in time, um, that you feel like you're really alone and you feel like no one understands you. So me just, you know, being able to talk about it and open up and showing uh, and speaking about the truth behind it, you know, and showing everyone that felt the same way that I did. Uh, is so important to me because I felt like I didn't have someone like that when I was going through it when I was 14. But, um, I mean, e even now, I mean, the amount of fucking suicide attempts I've had since I've been in L.A. is unreal. But, um, you know, no one knows that. No one really cares. But it, it sucks. But you... You're never alone. Mm -hmm. And that is overwhelming to accept mm, it really is because you know like saying you're never alone is a general statement who's there for me there's billions of people out there yeah. are all the billions of people there yeah you know, the reality is you are never alone mm. that's the god's honest truth yeah but i feel like the worst thing is knowing that you're not but you're so trapped in your head that even if you're around so many people that love and care about you and you know that it's like you're just so in your head that you feel alone. Yeah, and you don't see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I've been. But not now. We're in a better place. <laughs> Much better place. And it's only going to get brighter and brighter. Mm -hmm. And as cliche as it sounds, the truth is you aren't alone. But if you do want to speak to somebody, we're going to put a link in the description below to a number that you can call 24-7. Someone is always there for you. Not billions of people, but there is somebody who will help guide you through it. There's a phone number. We'll put it in the description below. Also, while you're down there, click on Nessa Barrett's brand new album, Young Forever. What's Fuck, Mary Kill? 
Wait, did we talk about that song? We didn't talk about that song. No. No. It's a game. Yeah, well, very cute. Well, I know the game. I heard of it. It's such a, like, it's like a, you know, society thing. You know, I feel like today's generation is just like, fuck Mary Kill. That's lame as fuck. But like, <laughs> it's honestly kind of like, Scrap the game. you know, playing a joke <laughs> on everyone in life and kind of using their terms against them. But also it's like true, like literally fuck my life and kill the voices in my head. And then marry what? My bed. Because <laughs> I'm depressed and want to sleep all day. <laughs> Which a lot of people relate to. Oh, me? Yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. Oh my God. You I'm, know, I'm here, but I would have loved to just stay in my bed. But I, I love more that I'm here. But just saying. We love that you're here. <laughs> Thank you. And, and really, truly, like, people will feel understood by this art. There's, you are, I think there's a redefinition of you are not alone. Yes, there's somebody here willing to guide you through whatever you are going through. But the truth is, you're not the only person feeling those feelings. Exactly. That's the that that's the real definition of you're not alone. You're not crazy for feeling the way you feel because it is felt by tens and tens and tens of millions of other people all over this world. Mm -hmm. That is the true you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's I just I, I just that. care so much about everyone that like listens to my music or relates to me because I wouldn't, you know, wish what I go through, you know, for anyone. And um I know people have it worse. And it, you know, I feel like that's the main reason why I do what I do is not for me, but to help everyone out there. Because I do care a fuck ton, um, more than anything. Listen to Young Forever, link in the description below. Were you trying to play a game of Fuck, Mary Kill? No, it's a joke. <laughs> was it a joke? I didn't know that was on the album until now. I didn't know that, I didn't know we had anything. It's kind of a sick fucking title. It is. it is. And it's all one word. There's no spaces. I like that. Very creative. Yeah. You got to listen. She's like that. Yeah, you think about things. <laughs> Nuance. I do believe genius is in the details. So, bravo. You should be proud of this album. Thank you. An extraordinary debut album. It's oh my God, that's right. My first album. The other one's an EP. It's like, a, it's like my baby. I feel like I'm giving birth. 14 months in the <laughs> womb. And now it's out there. She's a big one. I know. She's 13 songs with a few deluxe records on the way. Is this going to be like a Target exclusive or like what is it? What? The deluxe? The, yeah. I mean, out everywhere, I think. It better be. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Give it's it to the so people. It's so good. I'm and excited. Yeah. And it kind of makes me upset that they're not on the album. But but when you have so much good, it's hard to make room. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to Young Forever. Link in the description below. Final thoughts, Daniel? Are you good? I mean, yeah. Are we, are, <laughs> are we happy we're kind of staying away from the drama as much as we can? We can talk about whatever you feel like. I, I, we've talked about everything that matters. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I feel, I almost feel dumb asking these questions at this point, but it's like, it, it said on the internet that you have unblocked Jaden on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Confirmed. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I feel like life is too stupid to have anyone blocked in my opinion and i'm healing and so um you know there's just no reason to do that anymore and i don't even know why i did in the first place but um just you know trying to mature have you guys spoken um yeah 
cool? It, it's not like anything, but um, I, you know, I think recent situations. Um, Basic civility and kindness for one another and compassion goes a long way. Yeah. We don't need to be best friends and butt buddies, but mm-hmm. we also don't need to be enemies. Exactly. And I, I hate that. There, I don't think there's a single person in this world that I don't like. And I like, you know, being civil or at least on like good terms with everyone. Because I feel like it's just like life is too short hmm. to give a fuck or to like not be on, you know, not to be like, I, I don't want to fucking be mean. I want to like be nice and appreciate everyone that's been in my life because they were there for a reason. Amen. What else are you thinking? Um, well, we get to bring up Josh Richards. Well, I'm just Googling here. It <laughs> says you flew to Canada to be with Josh and you're a photograph there. Yeah, I, I flew. I, I went to Canada after right after I got out of the mental hospital because I had to convince them to let me out. And I had to, you know, not go home because they wanted to send me somewhere else, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, but it was nice going okay. away. Um, he, he was very, he's been, you know, he was a really good friend to me and uh, really helped me when I needed help. And um, it, it's, it's like really nice and peaceful just to go out of here. Um, but... How long were you up there? I think like a few days, honestly. That's nice. But yeah. I mean, it's better than getting like fucking shipped to fucking, I don't know where they want to send me, Connecticut, Ohio, someplace. Yeah. I was like, I- I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> you better not. I was literally locked in this fucking institution for what? To go somewhere else again? How, how long were you there for? I, I think like a week. But you don't really remember. I, there was no clocks. I never knew the time. I never slept there. I thought it was like 8 a.m. when it was 3 a.m. Um, but in like the the first like two days uh, that I was away, I was unconscious. So I like woke up being in this like 24 hour hold place before I got like, you know, transported into the next one, the actual, you know, mental hospital. And I like woke up on this cot and I was like, where am I at? And I don't know what happened, but yeah. What'd you, what'd you do there? Like, what was your experience like there? Uh, honestly, it makes me so mad because I feel like the whole, like, things are not set up the way that they should be. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and it pisses me off. Yeah. And if I, you know, had the power and if I ever do in the future it would be to change that you're talking about changing things like mental hospitals rehabilitation centers the system's so fucked but, and and by the way our mutual friend cooper has made it one of his lasting missions that will will literally yeah. be f- being fought forever and ever and ever to change what rehab means because mm-hmm. there's so many rehabilitation centers all across this nation that if you go in you come out worse than when you went in you it's it's so it's so bad and it's like there should be certain you know treatment centers for specific things 
like I with you know having BPD and having a suicide attempt should not be put in a mental faci- facility with you know schizophrenics and schizophrenics and people that you know have really bad dementia and like old people and people that are just like psychotic which I feel psychotic so it's like not like I'm not being mean but it's like the truth you know and there there was no help there I didn't, there was no therapy you were just stripped away from everything that made you feel human uh and it's like you know you have to kind of deal with it on your own i feel like but that treatment should seems to only perpetuate a problem or make a problem worse as opposed to solving it yeah i'm yeah i mean and like most people when they when they try to do things like what i did it's very impulsive so Mm -hmm. when you get out of that you realize that and to be put in a goddamn fucking place that's like fucking hell. It's like you're just on fucking suicide watch. That's, you know, they're just there to make sure you don't do anything. Can I ask who admitted you? Hmm? Who admitted you? Um, I think Bree. I think also myself. Uh, an ambulance just pulled up to my house. And apparently I freely just walked in. You, you knew? I, I think I, I, I you cried. You didn't fight it, yeah. I, I cried, and I was like, I'm I'm scared. Um, and I had an incident the night before, and I was just terrified because I didn't see how I was going to, you know, live another day. And so I, I knew in my heart that I needed help. I don't remember, trust me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. But again, being pushed into that corner, a long, tough road to get to that corner. But mm-hmm. once you're there, it's... Save my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Young Forever is the album. Listen to it. There's a link in the description below. I'm excited to listen for the first time. <laughs> you need to listen to it. Do you this any, poor man. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you're such a drama queen. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? Uh, no, I think I think we covered <laughs> a lot. You've come been in sta- there? No, you've been staying out of the news lately, so it's mostly focused on the music, Thank which God. is good. Yeah, but is yeah, that, no, which is great. Like, can it's I like be, I literally hate drama. Nessa Barrett, everybody. I really love you. I love you more. You're the best. <laughs> really, Young Forever, listen to it, please. Hello there, beautiful human. Thank you so much for giving our conversation with Nessa Barrett a chance. It really means a lot to me. Thank you, thank you. Please listen to her album on Amazon Music. And, yeah, follow her. See her on tour. There's a lot of stuff on the way from Nessa Barrett. And it's incredibly, incredibly exciting. And... Just a reminder, if you or somebody you know ever needs help, dial 988. That is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Now, please be safe. Hug your family. Let them know that you love them. And don't go to jail. I'll talk to you real soon. And please keep listening to music as it helps make the world go around. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.